This is Maurice Philogene, and welcome to the Try Life Farm podcast. Well, you may not believe it, but I've been an actor. I've tried out for the NFL, been a street cop, federal agent. I worked my way up the military chain of command to the rank of lieutenant colonel. I was also an executive at a global consulting firm, hundreds of millions of dollars worth of real estate in the United States. I've started developing on a Mediterranean island, and to boot, I've traveled to 100 countries over 300 times, and generally all this stuff at the same time. No, I'm not trying to be everywhere. I'm not trying to do everything. What I was trying to do, and I'm still trying to do, is to try life on, to plug into planet and earth as intended, and to fill my life book with experiences and relationships, and not just accept the status quo. So what we're gonna do on this podcast is introduce you to the mindset, the skill set, the soul set, the approach that is Try Life On, and expose you to the people who've been doing it just like me, their tools, their tips, their tactics to trying life on, because we all can try life on in our own way. So sit back, relax, let's go for a ride. Let's go try life on. Vehemently interested in life. I have zero interest in the status quo. I have zero interest in what I was told I was supposed to be. None, nothing. So when you're talking about, what do you want to talk about? No, life. Like, how can I give to people? Because I coach people in lifestyle design now. I've done mm-hmm. about 130 people, like high ticket coaching, think like three, four, five grand a month. And all I do with them is like help them realize that status quo is a default language that you don't have to follow. It's programming. It's 100% programming after 20 Pro- years. Programming of- slash imprinting slash there, there's a such thing as a blueprint. There's also of like, hey, like if, if you've had the 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 vision, I this being the vision vision lab, lab, yeah. If you've had the vision of like how how you think it looks for you, yeah. Figure out a way to 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 not even follow that, but figure out what it is you got to implement in order to make that vision a reality. The reason we call it the vision lab is it's like you know we all have certain visions and dreams and aspirations for our lives, right? Yeah, yeah. And so it's one of those things to where. Inevitably, if we, if we, as we found out through 200 plus episodes, mm-hmm. the people we've had on this show, they get to a point where they close the doors and they block out everything and they go into their proverbial lab mm-hmm. and they figure it out. And it's one of those things to where, you know, it's what we call the vision lab. Like people, pe- people ask me like, man, where have you been? Like, mm-hmm. you know, you pop up every now and then on social media and, and people who like close to me who know what I'm really into. It's like, I'm literally in a lab and I'm trying to build something. I'm trying to go where no man has gone before in my bloodline. Like I'm trying to break the seal on some stuff to yeah. generations behind me. You know, when I'm dead and gone, there'll be a picture of me above a wall somewhere. And they'd be like, that's the dude who started. That's, 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 that's Ryan drive. who did that. Yes. That's and not legacy. even, not even from like the glory standpoint, but no. it's just more of like, like our generation is here because that dude had the vision yeah. to strike out and go somewhere where no one thought of going before. Yeah. yeah. And so that's that's the genesis of, of things and what it is I'm, I got going on. And I, now I understand why the universe did not allow us to meet two months ago and told us to meet today. Because today on my own platform, which is trylifeon.com, mm-hmm. today I put out a newsletter and the newsletter showed people, I was expressing to people how you can create your own reality. And the way you do it, or the way that I've done it, I think there's a lot of ways to do it, right? You can, you can vision the way you say. Mm-hmm. And when you vision... In whatever form you do it, it just changes your neural pathways. Your brain doesn't know the difference between reality and fiction. Your brain is just like, let me go do that. It's a beautiful thing. So I sent out a newsletter this morning 
that expressed my perfect day in vivid detail. I've been talking about living, working in the Mediterranean since 2015, and, and I'm doing it. And I wrote what a perfect day would feel like to me. And it was, I still get up at 4.30 in the morning, just habit. It was getting up at 4.30 in the morning, sitting on my pool deck, living on the side of a mountain because I have a home being built on the side of a mountain now. Uh, infinity view to the Mediterranean Sea. I wake up, I go to my kitchen, I grab the coffee that I bought on the south side of the island the day before when I was driving back from kite surfing. I use an old 30-year Italian press to make coffee because I, I have learned just spending time in Europe and the Mideast that it's just, just take your time. Not everything needs to be automatic maker or whatever. Just take your time. My wife gets up because she senses me not in the bed. She comes out at 6.30 and I'm like, baby, go back to bed. But she doesn't want to because we have that kind of connection. And this is all on the island of Cyprus and all this type mm -hmm. of stuff. And I and I said that I moved my parents to southern France because we're French speakers. We're Haitian. My daddy wants to live out the rest of his days speaking French. So I'm going to move him to the south of France. Okay. If you write your perfect day in vivid detail, it has to be excruciating detail, emotion, feelings, smells, the temperature. What time is it? What, do you, what is it? Then you break it down into what I call freedom goals. Then you list the blockers that are stopping you from achieving those goals. Mm. And then you list the actions that you need to do to get over those blockers to get to the goals. That's all it is. So when I said in 2015, I want to live, work in the Mediterranean, I just started paying attention. And then one day in 2020, a friend of mine said to me, hey, our common college graduate friend, her husband is a real estate developer in the island of Cyprus. And my brain went nuts. It's like, what? I was on the phone with him in three days, Zoom call, this is COVID time. Mm -hmm. And I was in his living room in Cyprus three months later. And now we're on our third, uh, fourth development project on the island. You can literally, to the beautiful point of your vision lab, and to the, to the point I think you try and get across to people, you can literally manifest what it is that you want to do if you get vivid about it. If you get intentional about it, mm -hmm. you get rid of the blockers. And the, and the most important thing, you get around tribe of people who understand that and who are willing to support you and back you up and not just say, well, you have a good job. It's, it's enough. That's what I love to try and get across to people. Not that, oh, everything's about money and real estate and entrepreneurship and stuff like that. So welcome back to the Vision Lab <laughs> podcast, everybody. Uh, it's a special edition. We we made it happen despite the, despite the, the 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 airline companies and yeah and various obstacles that were placed in our way. Uh, I'm your host Ryan Mosley, ladies and gentlemen. We have one of the most accomplished people who has been on this show today. He is a veteran of the United States Air Force. Is it Boston or DC? I always get it confused. I grew native. up in Boston, but I live in the DC area. There it is. So he is a native of Boston. He is uh, a retired. I'm going to get your rank and everything right. Lieutenant Colonel. That's right. You retired Lieutenant, Lieutenant Colonel of the United States uh, Air Force Special Investigations Division. You got it. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, you speak what, four or five languages now? Four languages. Four languages. Yep. You manage over 2,100 plus rental units. Mm -hmm. Let's say you've visited, well, I'm sure, over 100 countries now. 98, over 350 times. Uh, who's counting? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you're a managing point. partner of Quattro Capital. Yes. Uh, you do all kinds of cool things in real estate. You have your own show, Try Life On. Mm -hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the incomparable Maurice Philogene to the Vision Lab podcast. Oh, I, find, I feel like I made it to the big time finally getting here wow. and stuff, man. I'm I'm very grateful. So, no, I, I've made it to the big time. So, this has been uh, Visionaries, since we call listeners and not watchers. Visionaries. Mm -hmm. This has been a year in the making. 
Mm-hmm. Those of you who who follow us know that we had a financial symposium in January of 2023 with David and Jalen, the Black Wealth Renaissance Show. Shout out to those guys. They're awesome. We're looking mm-hmm. forward to trying to do another one at the beginning of 2024. And so as we got to know David and Jalen, I see an episode with this bald guy and he's talking about stuff and he's in real estate. And I'm like, I need to talk to him. <laughs> sure enough, it was you. And throughout the entire calendar year of 2023, back and forth, emails, just touching base. It's like, look, you got an open invite to be on the show. Right on. And you said, let me get my flight schedule squared away and let's make it happen. And email a couple weeks, you said, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> now, full disclosure, visionaries, this is supposed to happen on a Friday night, but the airlines <laughs> didn't want us to be great. So we decided to make it happen on a Saturday morning. Yep. yep. Uh, thank you, sir, for making the trip. Oh, man. I appreciate my, it. My pleasure. My pleasure. So I'll start here. Yeah. Right. You and I are in this in 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 the same space yet different space, right? Like I work on the raw land side of real estate. You work mm-hmm. in, you know, I guess we call it. Uh, what's the word we all we always use when it comes to syndication? Syndication. Yeah. You know, syndication. Yeah, to an extent. And, yeah. And existing assets and things like that. Yeah. I'll ask a simple question. Get us started. How did you actually get started? Because you've got a very eclectic background. So yeah. How did you get started in the world of syndications and real estate and things like that? I got started in the world of real estate because I was interested in freedom. I wasn't interested in real estate. Come on now. Yeah. When I was 21, I was coming out of University of Virginia and the notion of sitting in an office for the rest of my life really didn't resonate. It didn't resonate because my father had the very smart wherewithal to send me to France when I was 15 to stay with an exchange student who had stayed with me the year before. His father, so this is 1990, his father proceeded to drive me around France in an old 83 range, stick shift Range Rover for 30 days. For inner city kid coming out of Boston, everything changed. The world changed. The world changed. French girls, French funerals, French wine, French weed, French food, French Boy Scouts, French beaches. Like it just, I was like, culture shock. man, I didn't realize that the world had anything else to offer except for Cummings Highway in Mattapan, Massachusetts. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I randomly picked up Personal Finance for Dummies, if you remember that series okay. of books. Mm-hmm. I picked it up when I was 18. And then around 21, I found real estate by accident. I was buying my first place to live. It was the beginning of the boom cycle in the 2000s. So you could literally buy something. And then three months later, it was worth 30 grand more. Mm-hmm. And I didn't understand that. So I called my father and I said, why, what does this mean? He said, you, you made 30 grand. I said, how did I make 30 grand, daddy? He said, that's equity. And he explained it. And then there was no Google and all that back then. So I just went to the library and started reading books. Everything changed. By the end of the year, I had bought 10 more properties. I think this is, this is 2002 timeframe. By 2014, I had bought 35, sold a bunch, took the equity from a, from all of them paid off and I found myself with 18 paid off homes. The straight cash loan. Straight cash, 160 grand, $13,000 a month. And the way that I did it was I used those paychecks for my excellent jobs, three careers actually, and I just kept paying them off over time. I never told anybody what I was doing. Mm-hmm. I was just, nope. You know why I wanted don't, that don't, cash flow? Don't mind me. Nope. Because people will bring you down. But you know why I wanted that cash flow? Because then I could have time freedom. And you know why I wanted time freedom? To go back to when I was 15, when I had those emotions traveling. So I was like, I, what is that, What more is out in the world that I don't know? Because that changed me. So that's how I got into real estate. In 2015, I had been pressing repeat on a single family racket for almost you know, 13, 14 years. I wasn't growing as a person anymore. And uh, ended up at a, real, at a uh, multifamily syndication seminar. I was like, I'm going to do that. And then now I develop land and build stuff in Cyprus now. And so I'm touching like from a book, 
just from a 21 year old kid picking up a book at the Fairfax County, Virginia library in Alexandria, Virginia, I'm touching maybe 230 million worth of real estate at the moment. And I'll put some more on top of that at some point. So as we get to know each other, so here's yeah. how I got my start in real yeah. estate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I worked in the digital marketing world mm. and you mm. talk about like when you go outside the United States, how things are just different and slower. Very. I mean, yeah. I used to have clients in the advertising world and you called, uh, you know, some part of Europe and like, oh, I need to speak to Serge or, you know, you know, Alexander. Like, yeah, he's on holidays. So we'll be back in six weeks. And you're like, what? Like, <laughs> six weeks. Six weeks. Six right. weeks. You're like, one, what is holidays? Yes. Like, yeah. you look, you look at the American calendar, like, it's, it's, it's May. It's, there's no holiday. Yeah. And yeah. they'll tell you, he'll be back in six weeks. And from an American standpoint, you're like, that guy would be fired. It doesn't here make sense. Exactly. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. So, worked in the digital marketing world for a little bit. And just got to a point where it's like, okay, I, I don't, I don't really like this anymore. I'm just doing it just to survive. And my podcast partner was like, you need to get into real estate. He's like, you're really good with people. You're mm -hmm. not afraid of anything. You're resourceful. You can think on your feet pretty good. So lo and behold, I worked at a wholesale company just to get my foot in the door. Right. I closed the deal with a lady and she's like, Ryan, she's like, I just appreciate how you handled everything. She's like, you treat me like an adult. You mm -hmm. did what you said you were going to do. You kept me in the loop at all turns. So we got a deal close. She called back two days later and was like, Hey, I have a client. He's part of a private investment group. She's like, they're into raw land. And oh, I'm eight months in six, eight months in the business at this point. Right. Yeah. So yeah. still didn't really know anything, but you know, as Richard Branson says, like, you know, apply for the job you want and figure out how to do figure it. out how to do it when you get there. Yeah. And so yeah. I knew one person to call in regards to raw land. I called him. Luckily mm -hmm. he likes me. Mm -hmm. He said, your timing's perfect. He's like, come see me. Mm -hmm. So I went to go see him. He just laid out a map of everything going on. What we now see is a new tech hub of central Texas and was like, Hey, this company's going here. This company's going here. This company's going here. You bought on the path of progress. Help that same person get another deal closed, and I've been hooked on raw dirt ever since. Uh, that's how I got into wow, real estate, bro. and I love the raw land space. Yeah, um, as you know, it's it's a it's a different sales cycle, if you will. Yes, yeah, different but, speed. Yeah, but it's a smaller people you work with, and you know everyone. You know, you act like an adult. People like to work with you, right? Yeah. Um. So that's you know the thirty second snapshot how I got into this, and how eventually one day you and I are going to do some fun stuff. But I but I think people need to. In both of the stories that you and I just told, there's one common theme. Something popped up and we acted on it. Oh, absolutely. That, that's that's the issue with a lot of people. People are trying to be experts at something before they start. No. You got to start you somewhere. You just start. My favorite saying is any relative success I've had is because of my ability to just do and course correct along the way. Yes. Agreed. Yes, there is there is crunching of numbers in our of business, course, and, and, and of course, as I've come to learn, everyone can you can underwrite a deal however you want to make it look. You can manipulate the numbers, but there's something to be said. We're like, okay, we gotta get this done. Okay, you just gotta start. We can crunch numbers all day behind all the desk, day. but if you don't actually take some type of forward motion, nothing ever gets done. It's it's the you know it's the old adage, it's the analysis paralysis. Yes, you don't do stuff. And man, I I have failed so many businesses. I can't remember the name of the book. The book is called Money Master the Game by Tony Robbins. And in there, he interviews Ray Dalio. Okay. I love studying wealthy people because you learn. And Ray talks about asymmetric risk reward all the time where you're trying to do a deal that $1 will return five because it's asymmetric. It's like, that's a big jump from one to five. Mm -hmm. But if you do five of those deals, you only have to be right in one to break even. Right. So you may as well just jump. 
and go and learn along the way and figure it out. And it, it's not meant for you to have it figured out at the very beginning, because no. if that was the case, everyone would be great. Everybody would be great. Like, Everybody would be great. You yeah. know, and no risk it, no biscuit, you know, fortune no risk favor, it, no biscuit. Fortune favors the bold, all those yeah. things. Right. But and they're true. Yes, they're, absolutely they're true. true. I literally I started from scratch. Like yeah. I, a guy called me on Thursday night and he said, Ryan, he said, I know you're going through it right now. He said, but I'm hearing your name in rooms that you have no idea. These people even That's know who amazing. you are. That's amazing. He said, you're doing fine. He said, just keep going. Like, I came in through the unconventional door. Like, I don't people say, well, OK, well, you know, we're going to close the deal. Well, what, what brokerage house do you work for? The brokerage of me. Mm-hmm. Who do you work for? Mm-hmm. Me. Mm-hmm. Like, I am my I am my own boss. I don't report to anybody. Like, I don't, you know, name your favorite brokerage house. I, I don't report to any of them. Like, if you have a question, I will answer your question. I love it. Another reason I have you on the show, because the name of your show is Try Life On. Yeah. And you said the big word freedom. Freedom. Yes. A lot of millionaires have been created through real estate. Mm -hmm. But freedom and I I'm on the still the the simple level of freedom. When I worked in corporate, it was stuff like, hey, the daycare called my daughter's got a got a temperature. I need Mm -hmm. to leave work two hours early today. I want to be in a position to where I don't have to file a PTO request, leave work at two o'clock in the afternoon. Right. Right. Or, hey, I'm taking a vacation. Do I need to really go through the song and dance of like, OK, I need to make this PTO request for four days and my first in last out or who else is going to be going? like, no, like, yeah, I'm an adult. I don't want to have those type of strings on me. Yeah. And so freedom is definitely the word. Free- freedom, simple things like I got a flat tire today. You know what? I got the money to go buy a new tire mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. I got a speeding ticket today. Mm-hmm. I'll just go pay the ticket. Forget the deferred adjudication. I'll just go pay the ticket and go about my business. And on on a certain level right that seems super small but when you're on that corporate wheel those are the strings that you have attached to you yeah you can't necessarily move around how you need to move around that fits your life you can't and in my journey i want to be clear with people like i'm i don't work for anyone now i just work for myself but i worked from 21 to 46 the same company 25 years uh as an it consultant for a company called accenture Loved it. But what I did right and where I think other people falter is I leveraged a nine to five more than it leveraged me. Mm -hmm. I systematically used those paychecks to pay off that real estate. I also intentionally declined promotions along the way. The last promotion I had in the corporate world was 2013. Then I started to realize, man, every time I get promoted, I'm not I'm not getting freer. I'm getting more hours, more time. So I stopped accepting promotions in favor of higher impact client roles, least amount of time for the most amount of money. And then I did things like, I'm going to go be a street cop at the same time. And then I I looked that up. I was like, wait a minute. He had all this going on and he wanted to be on the streets. I told you I don't do status quo. I I do it. If I would have asked someone permission, hey man, I'm going to be a full-time executive during the day, full-time street cop at night because I want to be giving back to my community in a unique way. Everybody would have been like, that's impossible. Like, why would you do that? Why in the world would you do why that? Why would you You've do got that? it made already. That's what I am unapologetic how I live. I, man, we got 28,000 days in a lifetime and I'm going to do it my way. I have 11,000 and change left. I don't have time to waste. People are wasting time. But if you are in the corporate world and you are in kind of that cycle There are ways that you can leverage the nine to five more than it leverages you with the specific intention of capturing time, freedom, financial freedom, geographic freedom, being mobile. I would leave. I never told people, man, I would leave. I did tell a few of my boys and stuff, but people started questioning it. And then I started to I started to realize the power of silence. I would leave D.C. on a Wednesday night, get on a plane, 
let's say this 2019, I'm just thinking about it. I would fly to Helsinki, Finland and land on Thursday morning. I would do a little bit of work for the jail, for my company and stuff, because they were very good to me. And then I would drive up, let's say, north into Arctic Finland because I just wanted to learn. Have you ever heard of the um, Swami people? The Swami people are like Native Americans in the U.S. Really? They were persecuted right out of there. Yeah, I didn't know that. And once I found out there was about the Swami people, and a lot of them are in Arctic Finland, I became friends with a few of them. And I was so fascinated that five times, five, six times in 2019, I would just leave DC on a Wednesday, come back on a Sunday or a Monday because I wanted to learn. And I made a bunch of friends and stuff. You can leverage the nine to five for more than just going to build a business. You can leverage it for life experience as well. That's a version of freedom. But what people are doing is they are getting caught up in other people's version of success. I didn't want to be a partner. Maurice, why are you not a partner? You've been at this company for 23 years. What's wrong with you? I got other plans. You guys don't realize I'm building a portfolio of $200 million <laughs> of real estate in the background. I was very quiet. And I'm not saying I did everything right or whatever. I'm just saying for my own relative life, I did it the right way. I was very quiet. I didn't tell nobody what I was doing. Even when I was patrolling as a police officer for 15 years, and I found a way to do both, both full time. I never told anyone except for one or two people at my corporate company, because if I was missing one day, they, they would know, say, they know what's going oh, on. he's he's tired. He's tired from being a police officer. He's not coming to work today. That's why he's not showing up. Mm. You can find ways to attract freedom and, and do those things. And the other I said three freedoms. I said time, financial, geographic. The other two are freedom to execute your purpose. Police officer. I didn't do it for the money and freedom to build meaningful relationships. I was building relationships with people like, like Finnish Swamis, building relationships with people in real estate, now building relationships with people in the TV industry. If I would have only engaged in the relationships in my company, then my brain would have been confined to the information in the four walls of that company. No. Your glasses would have been permanently tinted. 100%. 100%. So that's what I'm saying. Like, yes, it is about freedom and it's not about money all the time. It's about leveraging the time that you have to go plug into planet and earth as intended, as I was telling you. And, um, I just found ways to do it over the years, man. And I ain't stopping anytime soon. I, I, I am brother. I'm, I'm so happy. I don't know how to express how happy I am that I did not follow the status quo and I have no interest in it whatsoever. My last corporate job, it got to a point and it was a good company too. like the, the, my, my boss at the time was a really good guy. Um, it has got to a point where I had kind of mentally checked out and they didn't realize it for about four to six weeks post that. Yeah. And one day my boss was like, clearly something's going on. He was yeah. like, let's talk. And at that point, you know, the jig is up. Yeah. And I remember sitting on a zoom call one day and people are arguing about pixel placements and coding and i just thought i knew what was going on mm -hmm. but in my in my in my gut in my heart of hearts it's like this doesn't matter it doesn't feel good it doesn't matter this it has it does doesn't resonate with you anymore. yeah yeah exactly and i found myself every time i caught a free moment in my calendar i was making a real estate phone call like i'd have i'd have my company issued laptop here then i had my personal laptop on this side of the room like all that and mm -hmm. so he was like, look, man, he's like, I'm going to give you 30 days. He's like, offload your book of business. 
He's like, here's my mm-hmm. personal cell phone. I, mean, I leveled. I told him what I was doing. He was like, look, I'm not going to hold you back. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm going to give you 30 days. Mm-hmm. He's like, if if you change your mind, he's like, you know, there's a drop dead date. He's like, you call me and we'll figure something out. And I remember that last day I looked at the clock and I was supposed to be off the clock at like 1230. Mm-hmm. It was 1030. And I emailed HR. I was like, hey, please send me the return address so I can send all this equipment back today. <laughs> uh, yeah, so yeah. I, 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 I jumped out <clears throat> the window, if you will. Yeah. But I knew where my heart was. I knew what I, where I was willing to to truly dedicate all my professional energy towards. Yeah. I and, get that. And I I've gotten that. to that point. Like I'm I'm on the surf. I'm on the cusp of breaking through in a lot of stuff. We'll talk about it, right? But mm-hmm. you talk about freedom, and and I'm a transition with this. Mm-hmm. Our show has been classified as a growth mindset podcast because mm-hmm. we've talked okay. to people from from every walk of life you can imagine. I noticed that by the way. Kudos to you. Thank it was you. not just real estate, it's everything. It's it's all it's amazing. Thank you. Yeah. thank you. Thank you. When I say the term growth mindset, what's the first thing that pops in your head? Word association if you will. Evolving. For some reason that pops in my head. It might be because that newsletter I wrote yesterday, but what I'm realizing now at 48 is that I am evolving in a way that I would have never expected. And I think podcasts like yours. So thank you for creating a platform that helps people. You know what you're doing, brother? I, I went through maybe seven of you guys episodes probably in the last week because, you know, I just wanted to get a feel mm-hmm. for what is important to you, to your listenership, because it's not about me. It's about it's not about us. It's about trying to help people out there. And what you're doing and what I like to do as well on my platforms is like open people's eyes to the art of the possible. So again, they can go plug into life and planet as we were intended to be. We are not intended to be these weird creatures that wake up at 8 a.m., eat a breakfast, get on a train, go into the city, grab a coffee, go into a cube, stay there for four for seven hours, come back, uh, eat Subway sandwich for lunch, go back to the cube, now get on the train, go back home, kiss your wife, do homework with the kids for 10 minutes, drink a beer, go back to bed and press repeat. The thought of that is chilling for me because I broke out of it. It's scary. Right? It's, it's scary. So when you say growth mindset, your podcast and the stuff that I talk about and what I try to get across people, it's not about money, man. It is about what can you do in your life to truly plug it. The, the thing that resonates with you. you, you were having the issue too. Hey, they're sending me emails about this IT stuff and everything, and it's not resonating. People have got to go follow the thing that vibes with them before we punch off this planet. That's what comes to me when you say growth mindset. It's it's evolving. People got to evolve, but they need inspiration to evolve. They need an excuse to evolve. They need a why. Yeah, exactly. Or to develop their why. I think a lot of people have a why. They just don't listen to it. What about the word vision? Oh, it means dreaming for me. When we were 10, 8, 6, we all we were running around the woods and jumping fences and believing we could be a pro athlete or an astronaut or whatever. We were unconstrained. We had no limits. That's vision. And 20 years of formal education and familial upbringing starts to tell you what you are supposed to be, how you're supposed to act. You got to be a partner to be seen as successful. People are allowing other people's version of success or other people's vision to be implanted as the as the thing, as the thing that they're supposed to chase. When some people just want to do pottery or some people want to start a podcast. You know why uh, everyone loves pro athletes from my perspective? Because those people achieve the dream. Mm-hmm. There's no pro athlete that is doing the job just because. They had the dream to go do the job. They had to so, fully dedicate themselves. 100. So why can't the rest of us? 
Why are people allowing vision to be skewed by what society says that your vision is supposed to be, right? So when you say vision, I think of dreaming. I dream all the time, but the difference between me, nah, I don't compare myself to other people. I dream all the time, but the good thing that I do is I break those dreams down into consumable goals. I figure out the blockers to those goals. And then I have a tendency to act to get rid of the blockers, which is how I'm living in the Mediterranean, which is how I got $200 million worth of real estate, which is how I tried out for the NFL, which is why I became a street cop, which is how I became a federal agent, which is how I've been in 98 countries. I take my dream. I write it down. What is keeping me from that? Then I'm going to go do stuff to get rid of the thing that is keeping me from that. Then I will go achieve it. And I have patience. I have systematic patience. That's that's my number one skill is I have systematic patience. I don't care if it takes one year or 17 years. I will just keep going until it happens. Last word on the word association part of the show. Yeah. Work. Work is getting rid of block. Everything to me is about dreams now. All the work that I did, all the quote unquote grinding that I did over the years, I didn't realize it at the time. When I was self-managing 35 properties as far north and south as 300 miles, that grind, if you will. So it was Accenture during the day, IT consulting during the day. It was street cop at night and then it was real estate during the weekends. That's a lot of grinding. It is. But I, what I, I wasn't grinding. What I was doing was removing all the blockers towards my dreams. I have passive income coming now. I have the ability to get on a plane to come hang out with an amazing human like you at, at whenever I want to. I was just removing blockers to the things that I want to do in life. That's what work is. If you have a dream, there are blockers to those dreams. Figure out the thing you need to do to get rid of that blocker. That's the work. It's just work. So if I want to affect a million people with Try Life On, how am I going to do that? Well, what's the blocker? You have no reach. Well, what do you need to do reach? Well, nowadays it's podcasts or instead of thinking about the what forever, find a who. So I partnered with some Emmy award winning producers to do some shows and I'm going to reach people with the concept of you can live life whenever you want. And it's just a blocker. So the work is work to me is just getting rid of blockers that are stopping you from having your dreams. Let me transition. Cause yeah. I'm sure you are a well-read man. What book are you currently reading right now? The same five books, six books now. But the books that I'm reading now are the same five books that I've been reading since 2008. What are they? Uh, the first one is Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. Okay. The second one is The Millionaire Real Estate Investor by, it'll come back to me. Give me a second. The third is Money Master the Game by Tony Robbins. Okay. The fourth is Multifamily Investing by David Lindahl. And the fifth is Four Hour Work Week by Tim Ferriss, aka Lifestyle Design. Mm -hmm. And for the first time, I added a sixth. And I'll tell you why I keep rereading them. But the sixth just added this year is, um, and only because you're asking me, I'm going to blank on the name. Mm. It'll come back to me. As you do that, I'll tell you what I'm reading. Yeah, hit so me. I'm about 80 pages short of finishing The Alter Ego Effect. It's a, a book on how to turn down the negative voice in your, inside yourself. Mm -hmm. When mm -hmm. you say, okay, I want to do something, you know, there's a part that says, yeah, you can do it. And the other part says, like, hey, man, it's going to be kind of hard to do. Mm -hmm. It's it's the exercise of how to, like, minimize and basically mute that voice that says that's going to be hard. Nice. Uh, mm -hmm. I've also read this year, Think Like a Billionaire, which is basically like the business version. I know version the book of, very as, well. Yeah. Business version of As a Man Think is what it really is. Yeah. Uh, I've read David Goggins' book, Can't Hurt mm -hmm. Me. Mm -hmm. After I finish the alter ego effect. I'm going to start on the creature from Jekyll Island. Mm -hmm. I'm going to restart. I've like, I got like three and a half chapters into it and I got really busy. So I'm just going to restart it. I've also read to as a man think of obviously what's the other one do it today. I don't know that one. So it's about on the service. You think it's procrastination, 
But what it really is, it's the it's a book about how to make yourself uber efficient, mm-hmm. but not burn yourself out. OK, so like it's an exercise like, oh, you can if you if you do it right, you can do the work of three people in one day. But once you figure out how to do it, don't burn yourself out. Gotcha. And it's called gotcha. Do it Today. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, and I said, you know, Creature from Jekyll Islands is next up on my list. And then I'm going to read Hustle Nomics as well. Nice. I'm going to read that. Nice. That That's kind of on my on my list. I've read the Art of War two or three times in bits and pieces. I, I just need to just find a solid month to just focus strictly on that mm-hmm. because I'm, I'm a big history buff. Like, I love history. Let me give you, if I have success in the eyes of people, I always I always caveat that by saying I, it's just relative success to myself. Like, I don't compare myself. The reason I have reread the same books over and over is because I had a thought back in 2010 that stuck with me. And it was, if there is a book that resonates with you, just stay with it, reread it, get become an expert at that book. Okay. I can quote, like I can quote for our work week for lifestyle design purposes. Oh, the, the sixth book was Die with Zero. I'll explain Ooh. something. Yeah. The reason I reread those books, because I just got really, really good at what they were saying. And when I paid off all that property, it was because the millionaire real estate book kept telling me, if you pay these things off, you've created a salary. So it was yeah. very inefficient. Like it was slow. I, like I got to financial freedom. Very, it took me 14 years. It was super slow. But I was like, if I just keep following what this is doing rather than chasing the, the bouncy ball everywhere to this book, this thing, this thing, this thing, I'm going to chase gold. Now it's Bitcoin. Now it's no, I just stayed with the same philosophy for the last 25 years. Now, the only thing that changed me all of a sudden was because I'm evolving as we, t- we talked about evolving. And I started to notice the feeling, the feeling that you have when you're at work, when you're like, something's off. Mm-hmm. I have noticed that for me, from an entrepreneurial perspective, something is off. I have been growing so fast entrepreneurially. And I started to recognize that I no longer, I'm quoting the book now, I no longer wanted to optimize for the most money. What I want to do is optimize for life fulfillment. Like if I'm worth it's 40 million, it's two different it's two, it's two different things. But what are you going to do? Like I used to say to myself, I'm going to retire. I'm going to die with nine figures in the bank, like 100 million plus. Mm-hmm. For what? If I die and I make it to 100 million dollars in the bank, I've not applied that money to do something good for people. If you're worth 40 million and you push to 80 million, are you going to be doubly happy? I don't really think so. No. But what you need to do is you need to apply that money to helping people and doing doing good in the world. So when I read Die With Zero, it affected me because what he was talking, it's a guy who ran a hedge fund and he had so much money, but he's like, I'm, I'm making all this money and I'm stacking paper, but I'm not getting happier. And his con- it does get to a certain level of like, okay, you can buy everything you want. You can go wherever you want to go, whenever you want to. What to. So, so, so now what are you going to do to help the world? You're just Scrooge. You're Scrooge McDuck yep. sitting in your mansion diving through gold bullion <laughs> what, what does that do the reason that book hit me was because of all the travels i told you about because he talked about a concept called memory dividends i talked to you about all my travels through arctic finland that was in 2019 i still talk about it like it was yesterday those experiences are paying me constantly memory dividends memory and dividends. then he talked about optimizing for life fulfillment versus the, the most amount of money so the way i apply my money now is to apply it to my purposes. I got three purposes. One, I'm a better human when I'm in love with my significant other. I know that. Two, I want to be loved by community. Because if I'm loved by community, that means I did good things for them. So like I still have shop owners who call me as a from my policing days. 
because I was so I was always looking out for them and taking care of them. They're still more comfortable calling me than calling nine one one. I'm like, brother, I haven't been a cop in two years, but I'll I'll, I'll call them for you. <laughs> and then the third purpose is constant learning. Everyone thinks, man, you traveling, you're gonna see every single country. I was like, no, that's not why I travel. Why I travel is because I want to keep learning. When I land in Lebanon, for example, I'm a French speaker, but there's Arabic there as well. My brain does something different. I have to relearn how to do things. How do I get on a bus? How do I order a taxi? How do I order this food? How do I start a business here when it's the financial system is very difficult? I'm learning. I apply money and time to those three purposes for the sake of optimizing for life fulfillment rather than I just want to make money. But the funny thing is, every time I do that, money keeps popping out as a consequence, as a byproduct. I'm not even chasing money. Money's showing up as a byproduct of the things that I do now. It's beautiful. If you chase money, it runs. If you do beautiful things in the world, you tend to attract money. It just shows up. And then you do good things. You help people start their businesses. I, I've helped people start in real estate. Like one per, I won't say her last name, but Amy, who I've sponsored for syndication deals, we just became friends and I loved who she was as a human. So I sponsored her on syndication deal. She's done 80 million in real estate in the last two years. I feel great. I want more of that. Who can, who else can I help? I like that. We will definitely talk, but it's that stuff, man. I, yeah. I want that kind of life, you know? So let me ask you this as a two part question. The mm -hmm. first part is when did you know it was going to work? And I asked that in the sense of, you know, so we've had people on from every walk of life mm -hmm. and they have this, um, this fork in the road moment or a uh, Jay-Z will say a moment of clarity and they yeah. realize like yeah. it's going to work. When did you know, like, okay, the whole passive income thing, like, when did you know, like, this is going to work? Like I can do this. Nobody has ever asked me that, but it came to me pretty quick because in 2014, I hadn't looked at my bank account in six months. That has to be a beautiful feeling. Money was coming in from my three. I was a police officer, federal agent and working at Accenture at the time. But I also had 13 grand of passive income coming in from real estate a month. And I realized, uh, oh, man, I haven't even looked at if Accenture has paid me in six months. So I went to go look. I'm like, oh, no, they've been paying me. And by the way, like I'm saying, I had that money and stuff like that. But I still drive my 05 Infinity. I I'm not really. I'm just a T-shirt sneaker dude. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I, I realized it at the time. I was like, oh, because you followed that 10 step thing that the book told you and you've been doing it for 15 years and you got really good at it which was like know your why pay yourself first don't buy shit that requires you to continue to work nowadays i buy toys here and there but in my journey i didn't mm -hmm. but yeah i realized it in 2014 because all of a sudden i was like i haven't even thought about yeah you, you didn't worry about a payday uh, no no my family's a haitian immigrant family my, my father is a 30-year education educator for the Boston school system. My mama was a guidance counselor 22 years for the Brockton, Massachusetts school system. We weren't poor, but we were, we were broke. Rolling, we, I mean, it was rolling dough either. Yeah. You had to watch every penny. Yes. So when I had that realization in 2014, it was shocking to me. And I was like, I think I'm financially free. I, and I didn't know how to act. You don't even know how to deal with it. So it's a surreal feeling, but now I'm very accustomed to it. And I could never go back to being at the behest of a boss or something like that. So one of the great people we had on the show, he was episode two or three. His name is Jonathan Scott. Yeah, and he told yeah, us about yeah. a concept called the four E's. Mm -hmm. He's a retired athlete, and there's okay. there's no particular order. Just it's a uh, exposure, 
environment, experiences, and expectations. And he said, if you really want to understand why somebody is the way they are, yeah, or why they do what they do, or you know, just just if you want just a baseline understanding of them before you really get to know them, he's like, just look at one of those. And he said it'll it'll give you a guideline to work off of. Like, okay, that's why their mindset is that way. Oh, okay. Okay. Like, yeah. you know, from a, from a retired athlete's perspective, he's like, people ask us all the time, like, how do you guys make all this money and go broke? And he's like, well, look at the environment. If no one in his sphere of influence has ever been exposed, exposure, exposure to that kind of money, he's like, how do you, how, how, at one of my teammates from college, he worked in PR for the Broncos when he got out. Well, he said, how do you tell a guy who's worked his ass off since he was seven, eight years old mm-hmm. playing football? He's lifted every weight, run every spring. So how do you tell that guy when he gets his name called on draft day and somebody hands him a check for more money than anybody in his family has ever seen in a lifetime? He's like, how do you tell that guy he can't spend that money? He yeah, worked for it. It's very difficult. How can you justifiably tell that guy, hey, don't spend that money like you want to? He's like, he he put the work in for it. But he's yep. like, but there's nobody in his sphere of influence who's actually been exposed to it or had that type of experience. But that's where your show is great. That is where there has to be a generation breaker in a family. A transformational character. Yes. Something. Something has to happen. And for me, it was those two incidents that I told you, that that trip when I was 15, and then me picking up personal finance for dummies, and then having that real estate thing happen to me Mm -hmm. in my early 20s. Something clicked. The credit I give, I, I post about this on LinkedIn all the time, and it makes me cry sometimes. 48-year-old me is in total awe of 23-year-old me. Really? I don't know what he was thinking back then to take the risk that he took, the social lack that he went through of not going out on the weekend with the fellas and stuff. Because I was always in library, aisle six. I was always reading. There was no Google back then. I was always in the library. What was he thinking? There has to be a generation breaker in a family. And I am that for my family. And you know how I know I, quote unquote, made it relative to my family. Right. When my 10-year-old son, four or five days ago, when I posted about this too, Noah, my 10-year-old son, said to me, this is at 8 o'clock in the morning. We throw the football before I take him to the bus. And he said, Dad, what's going on in Lebanon right now? Oh, wow. Because I do remember you making that post. I do remember you making that man, post. Because you're I, one of the people I actually pay, to, pay attention to on LinkedIn. I appreciate that. I, I see some people post up, like I was like when Maurice posts, I'm like, I'm gonna see exactly what it is he has to say. I really appreciate that. And when my son said that, I stopped moving and I just looked at him and I kind of started crying. He said, Dad, what's going on in Lebanon? And we talked a little bit, and I'll tell you why Lebanon. And then he said, Dad, when are we going back to Cyprus? And then he said, Dad, can I use my Spanish the next time we go to Belize? And then he said, Dad, I think I know what I want to do when I grow up. I said, Baby, what do you, you want to do? Daddy, I want to be a firefighter but I'm going to buy one piece of real estate every few months for the rest of my life. You, 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 you lit the path and he is the living walking embodiment of the fact that you lit the path. As a father, when you hear something like that from your kid, he didn't say dad, I'm going to be a billionaire. And I, and I would have been happy with that too. What he said was, I want to go experience culture in the world. I want to help people. But I understand I need to buy assets in the background. That's what he told me. Mm-hmm. Somebody in the family has to be that person to start that. And now I'm seeing it manifest in my kids. And that makes me, gives me chills. I can imagine. I, I, my, my daughter just turned five. She is proving herself to be brilliant. And I, I'll give my wife all the credit. Right on. My, my wife's Congrats. a therapist and my wife is better than me. 
I'll, yeah. I'll tell anybody. My wife is better than me. As we get ready to wind it down. Yeah. 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 There's so many other things I want to talk to you about, but I'm respectful of your time and 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 thank you for your service and thank you for being safe. Right, on my Veterans pleasure, Day, man. sir. My pleasure. Oh, it is Veterans Day today. Yes, yes. This is the best way I can serve now is to share like this. So I appreciate it. Indeed. If I could put you in a magical time machine mm-hmm. and we we were we we rewind the clock five years ago, mm-hmm. what is today's version of Maurice telling you five years ago? What is he telling you? To go find Mo. Let me explain that. I have talked about this before, too. And when I say go find Mo and go find all the guests on your show, what I'm saying is go find your tribe. Because when I was in aisle six of the Fairfax County, Virginia Library from 2002 to 2009, it was lonely. Brother, I call it entrepreneurial depression. I miss shit. I I couldn't find nobody. There was no LinkedIn. There was no Instagram. There was no social connection like that. So if I was explaining to the fellas, yo, I'm going to run up to Finland right quick. I'll be right back. They were like, you're crazy. Mm -hmm. Hey, man, no one, not a lot of people know this, but after I ran a field office as a federal agent in Turkey in 2015, I went back to Izmir, Turkey, maybe 36 times, 36, 37 times. You know what I would do? I would go to Turkey just to go read a book for the weekend. Because a plane to me is just an Uber with wings. It is. It doesn't compute to me that, oh, it's a big thing. I, so I just do things. I would go start businesses. I would buy real estate and whatever. But what I was missing the entire time was a tribe and a community. And it felt horrible. It was terrible. My entrepreneurial journey, as, as successful as some people think it was, was the loneliest, darkest thing that... I have ever been through and I would never want to wish it on anybody. So if I'm talking to my 43 year old self, my 35 year old self, man, go find people who want to do things the way that you want to do. Hence why I started Try Life On, because I want people to know that there's other people in the world who understand that you can do life in a different way. And if you want to connect with me or my community or whatever, there's a lot of us out there who want life different. This is not about money. It's not about money. It's about understanding the status quo is a default language and you don't have to do it. But I couldn't find anybody. And now I'm helping people find each other. So all the people that I've coached one-on-one, we're all in a Slack group together and we talk about how to break the status quo constantly. That's what I would tell myself. Go find your tribe. You are not different. You just, you just haven't found the people. Go find the people. You have no idea how much that means right now. Let me fast forward. Yeah. You're back in the time machine. You're 48 now. Mm-hmm. What is the 53-year-old version of Maurice telling what he's 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 down there? What is he looking back and screaming to you right now? <laughs> I just talked about 53-year-old me last week. Okay. And I said, 53-year-old me. I'm going to send you a link to that newsletter that I wrote today. Okay. okay. 53-year-old me is in Cyprus right now. And I am in my home on the side of a mountain, waking up at 4 a.m. like I always do, sitting on my pool deck, looking out at the Mediterranean. I still have businesses, but I life has slowed for me. And I like I'm responsible right now to about 700 investors, but maybe about, a, about 90 million, 100 million dollars I'm responsible for. And I will stay until that money doubles or do what I said I was going to do for my investors. I'm going to stay and hustle for them. I love them for trusting me. But I am not going to do any more deals that requires me to take on investor money. 
The reason is because it's going to take me about five, six years to dispose, sell, whatever, all the assets that I have and get investors their returns. And I'm committed to that. But 53-year-old me does not want to be responsible to things I don't want to be responsible to. Mm -hmm. The mistake that people make, <clears throat> one of the reasons I'm not chasing money right now is because I'm chasing life. I think the mistake that people make is they continue the money chase and all of a sudden they wake up and they're like, holy shit, I'm 67 years old. I'm 48. When I'm 53, I, I don't have a daughter. Like I'm even thinking about I, I might want to have another set of kids because I have money, I have time, I have the wherewithal, and I want to give people the knowledge that I have. Why not my own kids? So 53-year-old me, if I'm talking to him, I'm like, you made the right decision. I'm starting to pull back a bit on bit. I'll never stop business, but I'm pulling back on the business that requires me to be responsible to other people in favor of doing business that impacts people like Try Life On and creating the TV shows I'm working on. And I do micro philanthropy in the Mideast where like um, I just sent someone a uh, I typically don't talk about this, but I just sent someone a check to pay a check wire to pay their son is autistic in the Mideast. So I pay for the son to have a one-on-one -on -one tutor that follows him in school. Like, I love that stuff. And I want to do more of that, but that's a choice. I'm responsible by choice. I don't want to be responsible because I have a deal or something like that. To it. Brother, I want to live. I want to live, live, live more. And that, that does require simplifying and breaking bonds with things that will pull you when you don't want to be pulled. Okay. So it's time for me to do that. So you've been mentioning throughout the show, and I, I would be remiss without yeah. opening the floor. Yeah. Tell I, I know what Try Life On is, but please tell our vision oh. what Try Life On is all about. Uh, Try Life On. So go to trylifeon.com. Um, it's a coaching platform, but it's a philosophy. And I have a podcast related to it. The Try Life On philosophy is such that you can literally start practicing life. Life is not a destination. Life is something to be practiced. You can chase as a priority, time freedom, financial freedom, geographic freedom, which has nothing to do with travel. It has to do with your ability to be mobile. Like when we were kids, we would go explore the woods, explore the neighborhood. We don't do that anymore. You can create pathways to get to all these freedoms and people just don't know how to do it because they're very stuck in other people's versions of success and looking for an excuse to adopt their own version of success, the thing that makes them happy. So I write newsletters to, to explain concepts like status quo is the default language, how to create your own reality, how I do it with my own co coaching students. I have, there's one coaching student I'm thinking about. He's probably, him and his wife are probably worth like 60 million, 60, 65 million dollars. They're so beholden to that stuff. They, they're not living. They don't know how to live and they're paycheck to paycheck. It doesn't make sense. No, not at all. So I created this um, platform for all those years. I did sit in that library and created my own understanding of lifestyle design and how I figured out how to live and work in the Mediterranean, how I figured out how to try out for the NFL, how I figured out how to get on an HBO TV, TV series, how I figured out how to create my own TV shows. You can do it. There are tricks to doing it. If you would just stop and stop chasing society's version of success and start focusing on what you want for your own life, which is typically a dream, break it down into the things that are stopping you from getting it and attack that, now you're trying life on. And I created this whole platform for all the reasons that we've talked about, man, and 
it has been nothing short of phenomenal because so many people have reached out and been like, man, I just want you to know I'm trying life on by doing the following. Hey, man, I'm, I'm out in Denver today. I took the train from Michigan just to practice how to be mobile in the United States. <laughs> I'm trying life on. It's beautiful, man. So I, I appreciate you asking me. That's that's trylifeon.com. And there's a Try Life On podcast. But the thing I care about the most is the newsletters that I put out because I unapologetically share everything that I'm learning, not only from my own journey, but from all these other people that I'm coaching and watching them shift their lives in a different way. So I can see the trend between all the 130 people that I've coached, and then I'll share those trends so other people can go leverage it and create the lifestyle they don't need a vacation from, which is the goal. Last last thing. Yep. What are the social media handles that people can connect with you? Oh, it's just Maurice Philogene. It's just it's just my name. It's just Maurice Philogene on LinkedIn, Maurice Philogene Instagram, Mo Philogene Twitter, but I don't really use Twitter that much. Try Life On is very important to me, so trylifeon.com. And then my real estate stuff is Quattro Capital. So it's the Quattro Way, uh, dot com. And I answer everything. And I'll even say it. Uh, Maurice at trylifeon.com is my email. I respond to everybody for everything. I can if attest I can, to that. Yeah. If I can help um, or if I can point you to something, I will. So please reach out. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope that you have uh, been enriched as, as much as I have uh, by actually sitting with the man in person. Maurice Philogene, thank you very much. Sir. Brother, thank you, man. And it, <laughs> my odyssey to get here was well, 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 well worth it. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Ryan Mosley. He is Maurice Philogene, and we will see you guys on another great episode of the Vision Lab podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, guys, this is Maurice, host of the Try Life on podcast. And thank you for listening to another episode. I hope you are finding it useful in helping you design your own lifestyle that you don't need a vacation from. If that's the case, please consider dropping a review for me, whether in Apple, iTunes, or in Spotify. Drop a review, put some stars on it. Give me some feedback on how I can make the podcast better, what information you are looking for. I am doing my best to get information to you on the Try Life on Principles, the five freedoms, how to build lifestyle, travel hacking, all of it. And I want to do it for you. So please do a review for me. And until next time, my name is Maurice Philogene, and this is the Tri-Life on Podcast. Peace.